0: Good morning, America. Good afternoon, Eretz Royal, Yerushalayim. We're broadcasting from Muncie, New York, Baruch Hashem, from the home of a very close friend, Ellie Goldman. And we're continuing the Shir and Chaim Oharan. We're up to a section that's entitled Yedulas Noiroz Hasagosoi. In English, it's his attainments, Rabinazal's attainments. We dedicate the to learning today whose yard site was on the 26th of Sivan. We weren't able to have the she'ar then because I was traveling, so we dedicated today. And for a complete, and for and for a complete for all those that need it all over the world. Before we begin this section, I want to stress, that Rav Nassizal here is documenting things that Rav said about himself, describing the things he achieved, things he accomplished, and madrigles that he got to. And there are people who see this and they struggle. How, what, what, why would a tzaddik say big good things about himself? Aren't Tzadikim supposed to be humble? And people that ask that question haven't learned Gemara, haven't learned Chumash, to see that Moshe Rabenu had to write the words Moshe onav, That Moshe Rabenu was the most humble person that ever walked the earth, and Bechol Beisimem who Hashem said Moshe Rabenu is trustworthy. I trust him everywhere with everything and anything that I that I have. Mm-hmm. And throughout the Gemara, especially those who are learning Dafyomi, who completed Masehta Saita not that long ago. And at the end of Maserta Saita, we have a number of Tanoim speaking about their accomplishments. One of the Tanoim saying that that from that that from the moment that this Sadik passed away, there was no longer humility in the world. And another Tanis, another rabbi speaks up and says, don't say that, because I'm here. And then Rav Nachman says that I am a true Yirei in the Gemara. And a person would ask, why is this necessary? And the answer, one of the obvious answers is, because if they didn't tell us, we wouldn't know. And if we wouldn't know, if we wouldn't realize and understand how great these tzaddikim are, we wouldn't realize how critical it is for us to come close to them. And that in order for us to have a proper connection to Hashem, we need these tzaddikim. We need to come close to them. We learn from the example of what took place on Har Sinai, that Hashem attempted to speak directly to Klau Yisrael. Hashem said the first two commandments, Hashem to the entire Klau Yisrael, and everyone died from it. Their souls left them. And they had to be brought back to life. They had to be a tchia samesin, the Gemara says. And it was then that the Torah documents that the Jews said to Moshe Rabbeinu, you speak to us because we cannot, we cannot receive from Hashem in this manner. And this is one of the most important yesodas in Yiddishkeit. And therefore, it's one of the things that many religious Jews and learned Jews struggle with. We're not struggling with it. We had the privilege of coming close to rabbis who had tremendous Emunas Chachomim, Emunas Sadikim, rabbis who were well versed in all of Shas Bavli, Shas Yerushalmi, the Medrashim, all four sections of Shulchan Aruch, the Zohar Kodish the Kisvi Arizal, the Svaram of the Baal Shemtev and his students. And these rabbis had the greatest respect for Rabbein Azal. They chose him as their rabbi, and they studied these words, and they understood that every line that we're going to be speaking about now—that all of the praises of Rabbi Nazal, the things that he said about himself—that this is critical information for us to give us the ability to battle against the Sahara inside of us, the evil inclination that would want to say, "You don't need the tzaddik. You can. You, you don't need. You don't need to read these parum. You can." And a person who studies these farm properly and honestly will see that it gives a person Yirashamayim, it gives a person emuna in Hashem, and, and a level of recognition of how great Hashem really is, by realizing how great its Sadiqim are, as we'll see. And it's it's only a tremendous benefit to us.
1: Okay, we begin in this version of Sikhi Saran that I'm using, I'm sorry, of Chayim O'Haran, it's paragraph Reish Mem Aleph, but it
0: begins paragraph Aleph of this section. Rav says, I heard it said over in the name of Rabbein meaning I didn't hear it from him directly, that Rabbein once said, you want to know when I have his Oedidus, when I speak to Hashem in my own words, personal prayer? When, the, when people are all around me, and I'm sitting amongst them, I could be having his this at that time. And no one around me realizes that I'm speaking to Hashem. And Rabbi Eneshael explained that he has the ability to scream to Hashem with a coil de momodaka. It's a silent scream where the scream is coming from inside, from the chest, from the abdomen, and going from there up to the brain, w- without coming out via the mouth, without being expressed through the mouth. And that scream can be heard from one end of the world to the other end of the world. And Rav Zal says, I also heard Rav Nosanazal speak about this, that there is this power, this koil de momo dako, this silent scream, whereby a person could be standing in a crowd, <clears throat> and a person could be screaming in this manner from one end of the world to the other, and nobody knows. The people around them don't realize it at all. We find this term used when Elianovi was running for his life, when Elianovi had challenged Ahav. Ahav was a Jewish king who was a major idol worshiper, and he turned people to idol worship. And Eliyanovi at one point said, and he, at one point he was teasing Eliyanovi and saying, Look, I can do whatever I want and get away with it. And I said, You can get away with it. The Torah says that a person worships idols, es Hashem will withhold the heavens and there'll be no rain. And I'm going to see to it that that ha- happens. And sure enough, Eliyanovi was mispalel, and Hashem gave Eliyanovi the key to rain. The Gemara speaks about this in the beginning of Mesech Titinus the that there are three keys, special keys. There's a possible pituche lahashem. The word pituach liftoach means to open. To open the ches is chayim, life, the key to life. The tof is tchia, bringing a dead person back to life. And the mem is motor, rain that the key to these three things is Kodesh L'Hashem. It's reserved for Hashem. Hashem usually does not give this out to anyone. But Elianavi was mispalel, and he received the key for rain, and sure enough, he shut it down. No rain, starvation, and people were starving. Animals were starving, and Achav put out a contract on Elianavi, and Elianavi had to flee. He hid in a cave, and he didn't know where he was going to get food from. Hashem made a miracle that ravens, ravens who are usually birds that don't even have pity on their own young, the ravens went into the kitchen of Yehoi Shaphat. was the other Jewish king at the time who was a, a righteous person who had a kosher kitchen. And the ravens brought meat from glatt kosher meat for, for Elianavi from the kitchens of Yehoi And Elianavi said to Hashem, then Hashem, I want to see you. And Hashem said, okay, let me, let me tell you exactly how this is going to work. Hashem said, first you're going to hear thunder and lightning, and you're going to know that my presence is not yet there. Then you're going to hear a loud noise, and you're going to know, Loy Hashem. Hashem is not found in Rosh, where there's a lot loud noise. Then you're going to hear a de momo dako. You're going to hear a very thin, thin, quiet sound, and you're going to know that that's when the presence of the shekhinah is there at the time. This term, this coiled <laughs> mamadaka. Continuing back inside, <clears throat> Rabbeinu Zahal also said regarding dancing, that when he's um, sitting among a crowd of people, he could be dancing a wonderful dance, and nobody is aware of it. He's doing this in his mind, in his consciousness. And Rav Zal says, I also once heard that Rav said that when I'm sitting amongst people, it could be compared to where everyone is standing around me, and I'm dancing very powerfully, and then suddenly musical instruments are brought. And and when Rav was saying this, uh, suddenly they brought musical instruments for
1: a wedding at the time. And Rabbi Nazar says, afterwards, Rabbi Nazar spoke to us, and he revealed to us this,
0: this concept that a person could be standing among a group of people and screaming to Hashem this silent scream, and nobody has to know,
1: nobody's aware of it. Any question, please? Next, base in this section, regarding the fact that Rabbein
0: said he can make an appeal, an appeal in a court of law, in, in the heavenly court, and he has the ability to send the appeal literally to the czar himself, meaning to the king himself, to to Hashem himself. And Rabbi Asal commented at the time, that this that you've seen, that there were times that I would write something on a piece of paper, and then I would burn it, I would burn the piece of paper, by doing this, I'm sending a message through the smoke that's generated from that paper that's burning, I'm sending a message to the heavenly court, to Hashem. And Rav Nassim writes, that the Rabbi Shimon Bar Yichoi alludes to this in the Zohar HaKadosh. This appears in several places in the Zohar HaKadosh. In the Zohar HaKadosh, and in Vayikra, the Zohar HaKadosh alludes to this concept of oshan, smoke, whereby tzaddikim were able to see in smoke sometimes, they were able to see high level spiritual messages. And they were able to send this concept
1: of smoke signals to be able to send the message via this smoke. The next paragraph, <coughs> Paragraph Gimel,
0: Rab Nassar says now regarding conversations that Rab had with people <coughs> which were not directly related to Torah at all, and sometimes even comical jokes that were told to Rabbeinu a person told Rabbeinu a joke, (coughs) And, and the fact that tzaddikin, great tzaddikin, have the ability to take those conversations, those words, which seem to be ordinary, and turn them into a major avoidor, we know there's a chapter in Likud Imran, chapter 12 in Likud Imran, where Rabbein speaks about people who are chilek against Sadiqim, people who speak against Sadiqim in, in very despicable ways with tremendous arrogance and insult. And Rabbein Azal shows there how the sadikim have the ability to take those words and reformat them, rearrange them to generate halachas. So tzaddikim have, there's an avoider when a tzaddik is engaging people and there's conversation going on in terms of exactly how the tzaddik processes that conversation. And Rav Nassar writes, we know that there's discussion regarding this about the Baal Shem and other great tzaddikim of recent times, students of the Baal Shem Stories like this, where there were conversations that took place that seemed to be very ordinary, and the Tzaddik was able to see and hear special things in the conversation and, and receive high level messages. And Rabnosan Zal says, We see in the Zohar Kodesh, it tells us about Rav Hamnuna Sava, one of the very great Tzaddikim that Rabbi Shimon Barichoy Zal encountered. He's the one who taught Rabbi Shimon Barichoy and his students. All the, the deepest secrets about Gilgulim, about reincarnation, which appears in Parshas Mishkotan in the Zohar Kodish. And the Zohar Kodesh tells us that Rav HaBunah Sofa prepared three chapters of jokes, of comedy-type things, where the Gemara says that very often when the rabbis would be giving a she'er to their Talmidim, when they wanted the Talmidim to perk up, to wake them up, they would start with a joke, something funny, that would get the students to, to wake up, and then they would shift gears and go into serious mode and tell over whatever deep
1: thoughts of Torah they wanted to convey. But Rav Zal says, but Rav incredible wisdom
0: and holiness and the high levels that he attained regarding this thing, regarding discussions, people, conversations, and discussions that people had, was something incredible. And Rav Zal says, we were able to see a little bit, to get a little bit of an inkling, <clears throat> people who stood before Rabbeinu and spoke to him. Because Rav Nosanzar says, you saw <clears throat> that Rabbeinu was constantly engaging people. There were people coming to him all the time, telling him all kinds of stories, stories from books, stories they read in books, and Rabbein Hazal was always curious to hear news, to hear what's going on in the world. He wanted to hear news, even though it seemed like, what does it matter to him? That there's a war going on here, or this king was was was, was killed, or this king was put into position, all kinds of things. Rabbein was always anxious to hear news because Rabbein knew how to elevate these conversations and to do awesome, hidden high levels
1: of avoid Sashem. <clears throat> using these stories. Now, Rav Zal adds, this is not found in
0: all editions of Chayim Oran. He says, I once heard from Rav Enazal that from all types of conversations and words that he hears, he makes, he, he produces all kinds of incredible things out of it. And even when a person will tell him, Loshin Hara or Rechilus, things like that, things that a person is not supposed to say, and things that a person is not supposed to listen to to hear, Rabbein Azal said, when he hears it, he's able to turn it around into something else completely. Rabbein Azal said, despite that, it still would be better for, for people not to tell him these things. He would prefer not hearing these things. But if he hears it, if he happens to hear it, he has the ability to change it, to turn it into something completely different. Now, Rav says, a person who is to be in the presence of Rav often even though we didn't understand the slightest iota, like a drop in the ocean of, of what Rabbein was doing and his greatness, still we were able to see hints in how how Hazal, there were, were deep things that were being revealed to him by these conversations that people had and even jokes that were said at times. And Rabbein would hear what he needed to hear Because he says, Rav Zal writes, there were many times that we heard incredible deep divrei Torah that came about as a result of a conversation or a joke that was made. Something like that. And Rav Zal says, I I can't really express this in writing. But a person who was to be in the presence of Rav Nasnazal, you saw these incredible things.
1: In terms of things that you were able to see, besides the things that we didn't see. Because Rabbein Hazal didn't even
0: reveal like a drop in the ocean of of what was going on. And Rabbein Hazal writes, and Rabbein Hazal's great light is still very, very hidden from the world until Moshiach will come, and then people will recognize his greatness and his beauty. One example that comes to mind one of the deepest chapters in the Aram, Torah Samach Gimel, which is called Soid Kavanas Mila, the secret Kavanas that the Arizal reveals regarding the myths of Mila. <coughs> it's a very deep chapter in Likutem Aram. Rabnosan Zal has Likutelachis on it. The Powerpore Slechochma expounds on it and clarifies some things there. And Rabnosan Zal says that the way that Rabbanizal led him to that Torah. <coughs> It was shortly after his son, Reb Shlem Ephraim, was born, and rab Nassim Zal was standing near Rabbi Zal, and Rabbi Zal took a look at his shoe, at rab Nassim Zal's shoe, and he said, your shoe looks like a slap in the face. In Yiddish, he said, ponem via ponem. that's how you say those words in Yiddish. And from that, Rabbi Zal used that. Rabbi Zal said, does anybody, do any of you know how all these secret kavanas that the Arizal explains about bris Mila are all found in that joke that I just made, Rabbeinazal was referring to the fact that Rabbeinazal's shoe, the, the, it was twisted, it was out of shape, he needed a new pair of shoes and it was out of shape and Rabbeinazal commented that your shoe looks like someone who was slapped in the face and Rabbeinazal went on to reveal this chapter and if you take a look at it, you see incredible depth and it's related to this term, this ponin and the shu, the toifach loyal ponov, Rabbeinah Zalb quotes Gemaras, and things from the Zohar Kodesh, beautiful, wondrous things in that Torah. And Rabbeinah Zal says, who would imagine, who would imagine that from a statement like that, in those words, was included the key to open up, to unlock all of the,
1: the deepest kavanas that the Arizal reveals regarding the mitzvah of Brismillah. Rav Nosadzal goes on to say that especially, especially shortly before Rav
0: passed away, after he returned from Lemberg, where he had seen doctors there, this was after he contracted tuberculosis, which he suffered from those last three years of his life. So Rav Nosadzal says during those last years, people were always telling Rav things about what was going on in the world, what was going on in the country at the time, And Rabbeinazal always was asking people, what's new? You saw a tremendous curiosity and a need to hear news. And Rabbeinazal once said, he he doesn't know how it's possible to live without news. And Rabbeinazal tells us that the majority of the day, Rabbeinazal spent secluded by himself doing his private avoidance. But afterwards, during the few hours of the day that he met, that he was in, engaged, people he would talk to people about whatever they needed to talk to them about. People that were asking advice, especially people who came to ask advice about Yerushalayim, about serving Hashem. That was what Rabbi Azal was most
1: involved in speaking to people about. And then there were other discussions. And Rav Zal says that in majority of times, from a conversation
0: that seemed not related to Torah at all, (laughs) Rav would use that as a springboard to go into incredible revelations of Torah and Tefillah and Yeroshamayim. Now Rav Zal tells us that even when Rav was speaking to people about ordinary things that were not directly related to Torah, Rabbein feet and majority of his body was trembling. And his feet were mamish shaking. <clears throat> and if Rabbein was leaning on a table, the table would shake. And this was all out of a deep, deep yira, uh, an awe of Hashem that was on Rabbein face at all times, at all times. And Rabbein says, whoever didn't see this Whoever didn't get to see the Yira that was on Rabbeinazal's face never really saw Yira in their life. And in addition, he writes that Rabbeinazal had every type of fame in the world, every type of grace and charm. He was full of Yira and Ahava and Kedusha in every part of his body. And he was completely, completely disconnected from all the Mido and Taiv of this world with, with the utmost of simplicity where, where you can't imagine how a person was able to get to such a level of being totally, totally disengaged
1: from the Gashmias, from the materialism of the world. Any questions? Paragraph Ballad. Rav Nosanzal writes that Rav was once telling me about the tremendous suffering that he was experiencing, that he was enduring about the fact that he has to think every single day about Bilam during his tefillah. And
0: Rav Nosanzal didn't go into any further detail what was this about. And Rav Nosanzal said what I understood <clears throat> from Rabbeinu words was that he had a battle at that time every single day during his tefillah to be machnia bilam. This incredible power of Tumma to eliminate the Tumma of Bilam from the world. We know Rabbeinu tells us in chapter 36 in Likud Emran, Rabbeinu speaks about Bilam HaRosher and the Gemara tells us that Hashem knew that it's possible for the other nations of the world to come and claim that if we would have had someone comparable to Moshe Rabbeinu, could be we would have been as good as the Jews and even better than them. So the Gemara says Hashem gave them Bilam, who was parallel to Moshe Rabbeinu in, in Nevua, in prophecy. In fact, his name, the name Bilam, the Beis and Lamed are the first and last letters of the Torah. The Ayin stands for the 70 interpretations of the Torah, the Shiv and Panam of the Torah. And the Mem stands for the 40 days, which Moshe Rabbeinu went up to heaven to receive the Torah Shabbat. showing us that Bilam is the Zeh L'Uma He is the, in a sense, equal opposite force to Moshe Rabbeinu. And this Bilam engaged in the lowest forms of tuma bestiality, and, and he received secrets of, of, of tuma from Malachi chabala from angels of destruction, all kinds of things, and he tried his best to, to combine with Balak, who was even greater than Bilaam in knowledge of magic, The Zohar Kodesh says, and these two tried to destroy Klali Yisrael completely, and it was through the infinite kindness of Hashem that they failed. Rabbanah's on that chapter on the Kutumayim goes into showing us a lot about this topic. But here we see that Rabbein on even during his lifetime was still involved
1: in battling this powerful tumor Bilam Hiroshim. Paragraph Hey, Rabbanah's on writes. I heard from Rabbi Nazal during Hanukkah of the year Tovkuf
0: Samachim, that's the first year that Rabnos Nazal met Rabbi Nazal. Rabbi Nizal said, I am a beautiful, wondrous tree with very wondrous branches. And
1: down below, <clears throat> I'm deep into the ground, I'm deep into the earth. Rav Nosanzel doesn't expound on this. It's interesting that in
0: Chutzlaretz, in America, and outside of Eretz Yisrael, we learned Parshas Shlach this week about the Meraglim. Yesterday, this is yesterday on Shabbos, we learned about the Meraglim, and when Moshe Rabbeinu was speaking to the Meraglim right before they go out on their mission. He says to them, I want you to go into Eretz Israel. I want you to look carefully. And one of the things he says to them to look for is Hayesh Bo Aits Imaiyan. Is there a tree there or not? And Rashi Kodesh tells us that what he was referring to is Is there a tzaddik? Is there a great tzaddik in Eretz Israel now whose merit can protect? these seven nations of the going that are there now, that because this tzaddik is present there, it might make it difficult for us to be able to conquer those nations. So we see that the tzaddik is compared to an eight, a tree, an elon. There's a lot written about this in the Zohar Kodish, in Rabbein Hazal's forum, in Hasidic's forum. Here, Rabbein said, a wondrous tree, but down below, I'm, I'm in the ground. I'm all the way down in the oretz. We know Rabbi Hazal defined a true tzaddik as one who's able to reach every different type of Jew. He's able to reach out to the Jews who are on the highest levels and be able to teach them, to give them the realization that they haven't heard anything yet about Hashem compared to what the tzaddik can teach them. And at the same time, the tzaddik is able to go all the way down into the ground, into the Eretz,
1: and be able to, to reach those people and bring them close to Hashem. I once heard interesting that Rav writes that this was during Hanukkah. My Rebbe Rav
0: Rosenfeld once told us a beautiful chiddish about the Hanukkah candles. We know that many Sifrei Hasidus write that the Hanukkah candles represent the light of the tzaddikim. There's 36 candles during the eight days. We light a total of 36 candles without the Shamas, of course. And that number 36 corresponds to the 36 Tzaddikim. The Zoyar Kodesh says that in every generation there are 36 Tzaddikim in Eretz 36 Tzaddikim in Chutzlords. The number 36 is also six squared. And the number six, the letter Vav, represents the Tzaddik usually. <clears throat> so Rabbeinazal says that the light of the Tzaddik must reach to the highest and to the lowest, which means Shamayim and Eretz. Rabbeinazal refers to it as the Doremala de Mata, the people very high up, like Shamayim, and the people are in Eretz. And Rav Rosenfeld said that one of these Svarim tells us that on Hanukkah, we light with oil. Oil is called Shemen. The word Shemen is bigimatriya shamayim, And the Gemara and the Halacha tell us that the lowest place you're allowed to position the menorah is three tfachim off the ground. You're not allowed to put a menorah on the ground, on the end, but even as long as it's at least three tfachim off the ground, it's kosher, its positioning is kosher. The preferred location, the best, most ideal location for the menorah, is between seven and ten Tvachim, off the off the ground. But a person is it's allowed to be up to twenty Amois. So Rambam, Rambam said that the, that the word tefach, three times tefach, is bigimatria eretz, to show that this mitzvah of lighting the Hanukkah candles, which represents the light of the tzaddikin, the light of the tzaddik, covers shamayim and eretz. It reaches out all the way to the top, the highest levels, shamayim. Shemen is bigimotria shamayim, and it reaches down to the lowest level, which is defined as eretz, earthliness. These three, three tefah, three times
1: tefah, which is bigimotria eretz. <laughs> Any questions? Our Revov, Rabnosazal writes that at one time, one
0: of Rabbeinazal's Mechutanim, Rablaiv from Dubravna, visited Rabbeinazal, and when he left, he said goodbye to Rabbein Azal, you know, the way a person is supposed to show respect to a tzaddik, to a Talmud Chacham when they're leaving to, to say goodbye. And Rabbein Azal said, I have a daughter in Kriminchuk, in the city of Kriminchuk. <clears throat> Give her regards. <clears throat> Tell her that she has a father who is a Hiddish, <clears throat> something extraordinary which never was and never will be. And Rabbeinazal said, if I would want to reveal, to really reveal myself, the whole world would run after me, but that's something I don't want. And then Rabbeinazal once said, Rabbeinazal said, I once heard from Rabbeinazal that he said with tremendous awe and fear, he said, you know the situation of the world today. If
1: the world weren't the way it is, <clears throat> I would be extraordinary.
0: People would recognize how extraordinary I am. If not for the gashmis, if not for the fact that people are so engrossed in materialism and, and other things, which hide and conceal their ability to be able to really see the true greatness of the tzaddik. The fact that Rabbein was such an incredible chiddush,
1: so unique and so outstanding as a tzaddik. The next paragraph, paragraph Zion. Rabbein was once sitting with the Trovitzah Magid.
0: The Trovitzah Magid was older than Rabbein I don't know, maybe 20 20 years or more older than Rabbein Hazal. And he had many students. And he was a Magid over 80 cities. He would travel throughout the year to 80 different cities to speak. To give Musa, to encourage the people to, to improve. And when he met Rabbeinazal, he said, now I'm no longer Magid, now I'm becoming a student by this young man, by Rabbein And he said to his followers, whoever wants is welcome to join me. So Rabbein was once sitting with the Trobot Samage, but Hazal says, I think it was at Shalashudas, Sudashlishes. <clears throat> and Rabbenazal took hold of the Magid's beard in a loving way, and Rabbenazal said, a Chiddush like me, someone as unusual as me, there wasn't yet in the world. Now, Rab Nachman Sherin, who organized the Chaim Aran, from Rav Nosanzar's writings, here, Rav Nachman puts in a footnote, <clears throat> and he says, a people might don't, don't, don't start thinking, what about Avram Yitzchak Yaakov? What about Moshe Rabbeinu? Because he said, We don't really understand what Rabbeinazal meant by this, but we can say that, again, someone as extraordinary as him, in in his situation, in his circumstances, in that generation, in Ukraine, growing up in in a small town in Ukraine, and and revealing such deep things at a time when the world was in such a state of darkness— that's the chiddish, could be that's the thing which there never was anything like this. The generation of Moshe Rabbeinu was called a Dordeya. the entire generation, they witnessed such open miracles, they, they were stood at Har Sinai, other things like that, could be Rabbi Zal was speaking about in, in his circumstances, living in that generation, in such a place, in such a time, and, and, and without electricity, without all the things that we have today that make life so much easier, and for Rabbein to attain
1: the levels that he did, that this is an incredible chiddush. Paragraph Ches. Rabbein once said, people, the world needs to daven a lot for me
0: because they need me very, very, very much
1: because the world cannot really exist without me at all. The next paragraph, tests. <clears throat> when Rabbi Nezzel was once in Krim and Shuk,
0: he said there's going to come a time when people are going to say Wow, this was some Rabbi Nachman, because they're going to yearn, they're going to yearn very much for me. <coughs> he said there's going to come a time in the future when people aren't going to be able to believe how is it possible that were, there were people that opposed Rabbi Nezzav? And he said <coughs> this is what they were opposing? Meaning, the things that I taught, the
1: chizuk that I gave to Kalal Yisrael, this is what they were opposing? And then he also said that when people will oppose someone, a different
0: person, and people will be amazed, like, why why, why is this person having so much opposition? People will comment, so what? Rabbi Nachman also had opponents. Meaning, Therefore, just because people are opposing someone,
1: it's not necessarily a proof that he's bad or that he's wrong. Paragraph, the next paragraph, Yud 10. Rabbein, Azal said,
0: me, people need me very, very much so. I'm not talking about you, people. He was referring to his students. You realize how much you need me. But even the tzaddikim, they also need me. They also need somebody to help them, to help them become better, to help them improve. And even the nations of the world need me. But Rabbi Azal said, This is an explanation. This is a term that's used in the Gemara. that, That Hashem is called the master of the world that tzaddikim are referred to as his servants. And the Gemara says, (inaudible) that the student doesn't try to be more than, than the master. Meaning that if Hashem keeps a low profile, if Hashem keeps himself so hidden, then so too that tzaddikim, they also emulate Hashem. And even though if they wanted to, they could show the world things where the whole world would be impressed with them and the world would chase after them. The can follow Hashem's example. Hashem is hidden. They also
1: keep this very low profile. They stay hidden. Any questions, please? Paragraph 11, when Rabbein made
0: the trip to Novorich, we spoke about this several months ago when we spoke about Rabbein travels. And we spoke about this trip that he made where he dressed up like a businessman and he didn't want anyone to know that he was a rabbi. He kept himself very concealed on that trip and he traveled with one of his students. So Rabbein writes that when Rabbein was sitting on the wagon, Rabbein Asar said, I have the ability to to get the entire world to, to do tshuva. And I'm not just talking about simple people, but even tzaddikin and people on a very high level, they also, I have the ability to help them improve and correct things that they need to improve and correct. And I'm not only referring to the Jewish nation, the holy Jewish nation, but even the other nations of the world, I have the ability to bring all of them close to Hashem and close to the Torah HaGdoyshev. But again, it's enough for a servant to maintain the same type of status as the master. Hashem isn't showing these open miracles like he did thousands of years ago. Rabbein also
1: understood that he had to keep this low profile. Any questions, please? I'd like to hold it here for now. Usually we go another 15 minutes, but a a close relative of mine is
0: graduating now and it's close by and I know it'll be, it'll mean a lot to him, to his family, if I participate a little, so I'd like to hold the shear here for now. I hope to continue next Sunday. We have incredible things that we're going to have in this section and in all the future sections of Chaim Aran. Hashem should hope that by learning about tzaddikin, we should want to emulate them on our level. Understand, Rabbi Nezah spoke about himself, for a person to realize what kind of levels it's possible for tzaddikin to attain in this world. Not that we compare ourselves, but each one of us on our level needs to know that we have a mission, that a, a, an angel is created on a certain level and remains on that level. A Jew is supposed to be a, a Mahalich, moving all the time, trying to go higher and higher, trying to get better and better. We should be through in Hashem, and the Torah, tzadikin, and Sadiqim, and and ourselves. To see the final Gaula. The Gemara says that Yerushalayim was destroyed because there were people lacking in Amuna. There was no more Ansha amunah, and, and the Gaulu is dependent on an increase in emunah. We Should be to increase our Amuna and Hashem. We said this morning in Shachar, Bashem Uve Avdoi. The Jews believed in Hashem and Moisha Rabenu, his servant. The Torah puts those two side by side to let us know how critical that It's not possible to have one without the other. It's not possible for a Jew to say they have real emunah in Hashem if they don't have real emunah satikim. and to Amen. Thank you so much for your blessing. Today is erev shlishis tammuz the custom of Yom Kippur Katan, those that are able to say today, and we have two days of Rosh This is a very important week. And Hashem should show us His goodwill, and that these months, Tamuz and Av, which have had tragedies in them, should be turned around to months of celebration for Karl Yisrael.